What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. She, too, will go anywhere as long as there's hummus. It's the one and only <laughs> Teresa. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? We had hummus and chickpeas for dinner tonight. I was going to say yeah, the same thing. It was like an enhanced hummus. Well, it was. it's how Nicole described Egyptian hummus, which... I did some quick research, and there is the hummus that we know and love in Egypt. So I don't know if Mahmoud just explained this to her as, well, it's, it's hummus, or if it truly is different. So it's actually the Mediterranean hummus soup that I used to make for my Greek family when I was an au pair. Hummus you, soup? Well, hummus, chickpea soup. You boil oh. the chickpeas. Where you put some olive oil in it, some lemon juice and some salt and pepper, maybe something else. It's been a while. And you boil it, but you eat it as a soup. And these chickpeas are part of that. But you eat the broth with the chickpeas. That's what she was eating. That makes sense. What's yeah. the broth? Just water? Yeah. you. The broth is made out of the chickpeas. You boil the chickpeas. But you don't use like a chicken stock no. or anything. That's interesting. Why don't you ever make that? I can. I was thinking we should make our own hummus, but... We this. definitely can. If my my aunt makes her own hummus. It's super easy. We just don't have the good mixer. Mm. You need that. What do you call it? The little the mixer, the chopper. Like a hand mixer. Yeah, no, like the chopper, like the KitchenAid. They just dump things in. You press the button and it just like chops things. What do we we have? Like yeah, a, well, that's for smoothies. What do you call? Oh, the bullet. Yeah, mm. that's for smoothies. You don't think we can use that for it? We could, but our bullet. I think the blades need to be sharpened, to be honest. All right. It doesn't even, it doesn't do a great job. We could try. What would you prefer? The hummus soup or what do you call it? Chickpea soup? Yeah. It's pretty good or hummus is? Hummus, I like hummus better. Okay. Oh, uh, I think you would probably too, but I can make it for I you. I just got into It's hummus. a very Greek recipe. I I tried hummus once years ago. I thought it tasted like dirt. No. And then I've slowly gotten it. My, yeah. my palate, Teresa. Can you, do you even recognize my palate? From, Evolved. From the day you met Guys, him? when I met John, he was a simple Connecticut boy who just ate hamburgers and hot dogs. And now he eats it all. He eats snails. Oh, we did that once in France. Oh, it was so good. Um, I saw one of our friends messaged us because we went on at length about carp and how I, yeah. I had been scared to eat carp and I'd never eaten carp or so I thought. And then she said... Well, if you had gefilte fish, John, as a young Jewish boy, as a good young Jewish boy, if you've had gefilte fish, then you've probably had carp. And, well, to you I say, all right, you you are correct then because I used to eat gefilte fish and love gefilte fish. What, what kind of a fish is that? Well, is it a Jewish carp? Here's the thing. Gefilte fish, when you're a young boy. It's a funny name. And you don't think too much about what you're eating. It's delicious. As you get older... You start to think about it. It's it looks like a fish matzo ball. It looks like you go, oh look at that matzo ball, ah. and then you realize, oh, it's actually fish. Well, but that's different. Like eating mixed fish, I'm sure it's mixed with something else. That's different than eating a pure carp. I guess, and the maybe thing that, the taste is similar. I but. had one bad bite of gefilte fish, and I never went back. But the thing that really turned me off about it is it like floats in this like jelly. It's in, this, it's in like picture a jar, like a sauce Ew, I would jar, not eat that. <laughs> and then it's just floating pieces of... Ew, well, that doesn't sound too good, but... It was good until I had that one bite. A nice fresh carp flo- floats in the bathtub for a little bit, mm-hmm. then you kill it, 
you bake it. And then you remove the bones, you put some lemon on it, we don't a little need bit to do, of a salt and pepper. We don't pepper. need to go into reruns, Teresa. We talked at length about Well, I just dropped a recipe. Okay. You're welcome, people. All right. All right. I'm more but, curious about the the chickpea soup. So Oh yeah, we can make it. Let's I literally I used to all I all I ever cooked when I moved to the US were Greek recipes because I lived with a Greek family and they yeah. gifted me a cookbook, a Greek cookbook. <laughs> Is that really a gift? No, it it's was like here, for them. study this. But it was a Mediterranean food is very healthy. So sure. it was after I explored all the American food and gained 15 pounds. Oh, yeah. So it kind of came in handy. Mm-hmm, that, uh, that American 20, that immigrant and, 20. Oh, yeah. And a lot of those things I'm sure you would like. A lot of those things were very, for example, they make these like tiny hamburgers. They call it biftaki, huh. which are basically tiny, what do you call the hamburger? Ground meat? beef. Yeah, tiny ground beef. Mm-hmm. They're smaller. Buns or no buns? Yeah, no buns. So meatballs. Yeah. And you just, they they cut this like um, baguette on the side and you drop and you put feta cheese on top of it. They're like flat meatballs. All right. That's delicious. All Some right. olive oil. Well, we just wrote our menu for the next week because I want to <laughs> try all these things. <laughs> Guys, real quick, before we get into it, a couple little items here. Check us out on Instagram. You can find us there at Married to Reality Pod. Message us, check out the memes. We have fun over there. So come hang out. Give us a follow on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Also join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Married to Reality. We are currently covering Darcy and Stacy, although sad to say it is coming to an end. Oh, I can't even think I don't about know, it. Don't even think about it, but I can't. All that to say there is a two hour season finale happening this week. But if you join, you can go back and listen to all the other episodes we've done. You can relive Darcy and Stacy through the Patreon, but we will be soon replacing Darcy and Stacy with Love and Paradise. Woohoo! So, and and Seeking Brother Husband is on. Seeking Brother Husband. So, guys, the Patreon is popping. Um, and um, at some point, we will do some Love is Blind mm. bonuses. Mm. Yes. Not the whole season, but some 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 bonuses about a few things. You because got that right. We love that. We love that. So patreon.com slash married to reality. Check it out. Also, follow us wherever you're listening right now. That way you never miss an episode when we drop something on the free feed. And we got something coming up on the free feed, which we will talk about um, in the coming days, I would say. And so give us a follow on the free feed so you don't miss anything that we do drop. It's so easy to do. You just look down and smash that follow button. <laughs> Guys, smash it like it's as hot. Well, hopefully not. It's the oil dripping muscle. Hopefully that's like uh, lukewarm. Last but not least, make sure if you haven't left a review, we'd love if you could leave us a review. If you leave a five-star review and you write something, we'll read it on this podcast. Yeah. The one you're listening to right now. And I will read a new one to you. Right nice. now. Do it. Do it, John. All right. Do this it. one comes to us from our friend, and you're not making it easy on me over here. This one comes to us from H-E-I-S-V-A-J-G-D-S, a.k.a. quite the eye chart of a name. All right. Thank you. I'm just going to go with H. Yes. Thank so, you, H. <laughs> five stars titled, I love you guys. You guys have the best podcast recapping Married at First Sight. Okay. We also love do 90 it. Day Fiance, so I hope you're listening to this. <laughs> I love when Teresa shares personal stories. I, too, am a European woman Ooh, married to an American guy, so I relate it. to this relationship dynamic. I love hearing both viewpoints. I hope you continue this podcast after the show is over. 
H E I S V A G J D S. We cover a bunch of shows. So I hope you're not just listening. To I hope you're listening to this one because can't pronounce your name or or a nickname. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's something like your wild college email. It's like that's very true. S M I P D S. I'm not telling it. I'm just saying <laughs> random ra- random letters and numbers. Uh-huh. Uh, the review's so. not over. Oh, so, oh. Okay. Uh, just love hearing a smart girl and guy discussing topics. I love Ooh. how honest, open, and funny you guys are. So entertaining. Well, thank you. I wish your name was easier to pronounce. Smart. I hope you don't. I know. I hope you don't withdraw the smart comment because we can't figure out this. Smart name. and entertaining. That's yes. my middle name. <laughs> All right. You think, and humble. Uh, humble is your middle name, Teresa. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, I'm not, but thank you so much. What a beautiful review, H. What a beautiful review. Thank you. All right. Should we do it? A little 90 day, by the way? Sure. All right. Number one. And this is a little MTV Cribs 90 day fiance edition. Okay. Cynthia of Molly and Cynthia. Ugh. She's listed her home in Georgia. It is for sale. Okay. All right. You know, I love, I'm the son of a realtor. You know, I love yeah. a good open house. You know, I love a good listing. Yes. So we got a listing here. She has listed it in the midst of her ongoing legal battles with Molly. I don't know if that's the reason for listing, if she needs to come into some cash or something, but she's listed it. She's got a four bed, four bath custom home. Okay. Do you want to take, let me give you the acreage that this home is on. Cause okay. I'm going to have you guess the price, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the original listing price. Mm-hmm. It is on nearly five acres. It doesn't tell me Ooh, a lot. Okay. It's on a lot. It's on a big piece of property. How big? Okay. Compared it to a soccer field. Oh, that's going to, no, it's going to embarrass Compared me. Compared it to a, an ice rink. No, I can com- probably compare it to a soccer field. I probably cannot, but. I would guess this is going to be embarrassing. Can I just look up how many acres is on? Just say like how um many square acres? meters. Like You're making it worse. Something I understand. Speak this European, please. Okay, how many acres is a soccer field? One point. I was going to say two acres. It's one point eight six as a soccer field. So like so a little three, over two soccer fields. A little over. I would say three, close to three soccer fields. No. Over two soccer fields. All right, two and a half soccer fields. Two and a half soccer. Okay, that's okay. that's a decent so size property. Four bed, four bath, brand new, built in twenty twenty maybe. Ooh, so now. she bought it with all the no, money she, she made it. on the cameo. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. she built it with all the money she made on the cameo. Okay, cameo. Well, you don't know how much it costs. Oh, okay. okay. This is what you're guessing. All right, I'm gonna guess in middle of nowhere, Georgia. I don't know if it's middle of nowhere, but okay. it's Georgia. All right, I'm going to say. Three fifty, four fifty. The original listing price. Yeah. One more guess. It's up there. All right, five fifty. One point two million dollars for Teresa. four bedrooms and uh, two soccer fields. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no one bit the first couple of weeks at that price. What is she bidding on eBay? <laughs> the price has now dropped to nine hundred and ninety nine thousand okay. nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. Okay. It's a nice house with questionable decor. That's what I'll say. There's a deer head mounted over the bed. There's an endless array of word art. I think someone needs to go in there and stage it a little bit better if you're going to ask. That's what I've read. I'm pretty sure your mom told me that too, that if you're selling a house, the house needs to look so natural that other people can picture themselves in it. Yeah. If you see a house with all other people's decor and Mm -hmm. couches and stuff, you're like, eh, look. 
I don't I don't see myself. There's about either. 19 crosses hanging on the walls oh, too, which please. Which you do you, but again, make it neutral so when I walk in, I could see myself living yeah. there. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. I think maybe she needs some help staging it, especially for that price point. But if anyone listening has an extra million dollars lying around. And wants um, to live in a Patreon.com slash Mary Triati. <laughs> but also, yeah, you can check out that house. So that's, by the way, number one. I love Molly. I hate Cynthia. I'm sorry to say that. Luckily, they're not friends anymore, so I don't feel bad about saying yeah, it. Yeah, I think Molly hates Cynthia as well. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so. um, we're on the same page. All right. Number two. By the way, number two. New show alert. And Ooh. Therese and I are excited about this one. So TLC has a new show coming in May. It is called Match Me Abroad. And we are very excited for several reasons. Ooh, okay. Share it because I know. Well, the main reason. <laughs> share the main reason we're excited, Therese. Because no, you share it because I didn't do uh, enough digging. So okay, I don't want to start misleading people. Well, you know the real reason we're excited. Well, the real reason is that one of the places these Americans are going to be seeking love is... The Czech Republic. The best country in the world. Well, second best. <laughs> so, yes. One of the two best. Yeah, top two. <laughs> so here's how it works. There are three global matchmakers. I did say the name of the show, right? Match Me Abroad. Okay. Yeah. There are three global matchmakers who will help Americans transition into life in Colombia, in Morocco, and the Czech Republic. Okay? So there's a matchmaker, Nina. She grew up in Jersey. But she's turned her life to helping Arabs meet Americans. She's in Morocco. Mm -hmm. And she considers herself undefeated in her ability to bring matches together. Wait, so are these Americans going to move to these countries or just like meet someone? Well, that's, I think that's up in the air. I think maybe if they hit it off, they will. But so, okay. So Nina, she's in Morocco. She's got Stanica. She's a woman moving from Mississippi to Morocco, where she hopes to find her first ever boyfriend. She's 32, looking for her first ever boyfriend in Morocco. There's also Mark, who's going to be going to Morocco. He's an American sports broadcaster. Mm. He's hoping Nina can help him find a Moroccan wife. Okay? Okay. Then there's matchmaker Juan Manuel Nino. Nino? Hmm. In Colombia, who not only matches his clients with other singles, but helps them build confidence in their personal identities. Okay, so a little bit of a life coach, I would say. So Juan Manuel, he will have 52-year-old New Yorker Susan and her Mm. dog, who's going to Colombia to find a Latin lover. Okay. He will also have Nathalie, which sounds like Natalie if you had a lisp, but name is Nathalie, who is a 25-year-old Californian stepping out on her own for the first time. Where she may find culture clashes. Oh, she's uh, she's Sri Lankan. So I think that's the Nathalie. Um, nice. So she's going to leave behind her Sri Lankan family in California. Go try to find love in Colombia. Okay. There's also one more going to Colombia. Chad, who's 38. He's been engaged three times. I think you're the issue, Chad. <laughs> uh, thinks American women are the problem. I would say no. Look at the common denominator. It is you. Okay. And then finally, 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 save the best for last. I didn't even organize it this way. This is just the way the article organized oh, it. They're okay. also saving the best for last. You're going to have to help me out with this name. Katerina. Katerina. Okay. And then the last name, N, E with a little symbol over it. Mm-hmm. M, C, O, V, A, obviously. Nemchilova. Nem- Nem- Nemchilova? Nem- I will need to see it. N-E-M-C-O-V-A. N-E-M-C-O-V-A. 
Uh, oh, Nemtsova. Sure, Nemtsova. Very, very, very classic Czech last name. It also means German. All right, Katarina Nemtsova. 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 It's like Nino Nemtsova. All right. In Prague, she boasts an 80% success rate. She's got two people she's taken under her wing. She's got 41-year-old Harold, who's an artist from New Mexico. He's adjusting to living on his own. He has autism and hopes to find a Czech woman to fall in love with and share his rock collection with. Theresa. (laughs) A rock collection. Oh, Harold. Oh, boy. Oh, and then also under Katarina is 34-year-old Michelle from North Carolina mm. who has Czech roots. Nice. So her journey to Prague, she says, is as much about her heritage as it is about a love story. I love it. And so her her quirk, if we can call it that, she's a self-assured feminist princess who wants to find a man who doesn't want to play the antiquated gender roles. Well, Count Mahmoud out, Michelle. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of like how how strict on gender roles the Czechs are. It depends. I think the younger generation are pretty open to equality. However, so. Czech is considered more of a conservative country when it comes to certain things. So there are certain hmm. things that are people like not as open minded. Okay. So I think maybe gender roles for a younger generation, I think that'll, that'll be fine. But for older. Some people might think like, oh, they still expect the wife to do the cooking, the cleaning and all that. And the guy might work on the, in the backyard and fix the car. Let's see. Theresa. Not my parents, as you saw. Like, Carol does nothing. No, he, I thought he planted. He cooks. Carol cooks. He planted something in the garden once. Theresa. Yeah, after my mom forced him. It was mar- a marijuana plant. <laughs> oh, he used to do that. Ooh. But yeah, my dad, my mom kept asking him to keep vacuuming. He's like, vacuum, vacuum, vacuum. You should vacuum. And my dad never wanted to vacuum. And then he just bought the robot vacuum. And he named it Corel. (laughs) So now my mom says vacuum. Then he basically uses Corel, which is his name, and vacuums the house. So now he has no excuse. Oh, no, no. smarter, not harder. Exactly. No, he doesn't have, it's not like he has no excuse. He's like, my mom cannot say anything because there is a Karel doing the job. There you go. All right. So we are excited about this show, Match Me Abroad. We will definitely be covering it. We just need to figure out where we'll be covering it. We have not discussed this, but will it be on the free feed? Will it be on the Patreon? We don't know. Yes, we don't know yet. We'll we'll decide. I think it depends what's on what. Like how many shows we have on Patreon at the time? How many shows are on the free feed at when the time? When does we'll it, it drop? May fourteenth at ten p.m. on TLC. But enough about other shows. Let's talk about the show. The reason we are here, Sunday night, ninety day fiance, the other way, season four, episode ten. And let's start with Nicole and Mahmoud. Nicole has just broken. Her Egyptian record. She has been there longer than she's ever been before. No thanks to Mahmoud, but thanks to her determination. And and really thanks to Ahmed, I would say. She's broken her record and she's made it four months. Yes, I think it's been three months since the last recording because they said they've been working on the relationship and they've been fighting less because they avoid the <laughs> topics. They've been fighting less because, well, they just, yeah, they don't talk about their problems. So if anyone's been spending... A lot of money on counseling, seeing couples, therapists. Stop. Stop. Just don't talk about your problems and problem solve. If yeah. You, if, if you don't, it's like if you cover your eyes, well, well, it's not there. If you don't talk about it, 
It's not there. If a problem falls in the woods and nobody hears it, did the problem ever really exist? Well, here's the thing. They only have one problem. And so if you stop talking about or arguing over that one thing, then things are good, I guess. I guess. Except for the fact that Nicole doesn't take her own advice and she still finds the need to once in a while bring up her issues. And in this episode, we see her get a little backup in the way of Naran, who she meets. Nicole says, you know what? I don't have anyone here. I need friends. I spend 12 hours a day in the bedroom with Mahmoud's mom sitting outside. It's very uncomfortable. So I need to go out. I got to make friends. I got to find my own people, do my own thing. And so she finds this riverside meditation class. It's women only. It's in English, which was the first thing that I was surprised by. The second thing I was surprised by There was only one woman in that class. I don't know. There may have been five women total. There's only one woman in that class wearing a hijab. Yeah, it was interesting. I thought this was a class for foreigners. And I thought that Noran was a foreigner. Like she was like British or American. Yeah. Because she was wearing a tank top and a skirt with a very, very high up split. Mm. And so I was like, there is no way she's Egyptian because... That's not the Egypt we all hear about all the time, right? But apparently that's it. There is this part of Cairo that's called the New Cairo. New Cairo. And apparently women live freely there. They wear whatever they want. They drink. They go out dancing. Life is good. It's almost like America. And Nicole was shocked. I was shocked. And if that's the case, now I have to take back what I said before, that Nicole needs to respect the culture because... If there is a Muslim woman living in Egypt who is Egyptian and says, there is nothing in Quran that says I have to do this and that, yet she says, I respect my culture and religion, then it should be okay for Nicole to do the same, right? And this is exactly why you don't let your woman leave the house alone. Because she's <laughs> going to find someone like Naran. She's going to ruin everything. Yeah, I mean, it was eye-opening too. I I didn't know anything about New Cairo. Clearly, Nicole didn't do her research prior to going to Egypt. I did my research after this episode. So New Cairo is a new city. It was established in 2000. Oh, so okay. It's a, very, it's a very new city. Emphasis on the new Cairo. Yeah, so what I read was that they merged three new towns. It is 67,000 acres. So okay. that's about... Do the math. How many of Cynthia's backyards? Uh, I don't a know. Lot. Uh, it's quite the few soccer fields. But yeah, so there's this there's this new Cairo, and then I guess there's old Cairo. Mm, Cairo. That's very conservative. It's very conservative. And so I don't know, maybe Naran lives in New Cairo and, she comes, does, and yeah. comes over and teaches this class. And Nicole loved it. It was eye-opening. Well, I'm pretty sure this class is in New Cairo because... I don't think she would be dressed like this in the conservative part of town. That's a good point. The so I think Nicole found it online and just went there, went to the spot. It made it seem like Nicole, maybe Nicole just didn't know the ways of New Cairo, but yeah. she, she made it seem like, oh, I didn't even know New Cairo was a place. Yeah. And if she found her way to a class there, you'd yeah. think she knew it would be a place. But Nicole's a little dumb, so who knows, <laughs> who knows what. But then we see... Nicole and Mahmoud chowing down on some hummus. 
Well, this was interesting. He took her on a date. It was on the top of the overpass mm-hmm. over the Nile River where there was this one hummus stand with a couple of plastic chairs with like a freaking five lane highway next to them. I saw the sign. This restaurant was called Highway Hummus (laughs) and it did not seem very relaxing at all. But apparently good stuff. Eh, It's it's always those places where you go like, I don't know, it seems a little shady. Seems like we might get hit by a car or something. They have the best hummus. Yes. I, I guess you have to taxi there because you cannot just pull over on the highway. What do you mean? Like they took a cab. Like you yeah. cannot just drive there, yeah. park the car on the side of, si- no, on the, side of the to, road. They drop you off, yeah. I guess, yeah. So while they're there, Nicole tells Mahmoud about the meditation class, how fun it was, how cool Naran is. She had a headset mic. She drinks. She said women don't have to change for their men. Mahmoud's like, wait, what'd you say? What was that last <laughs> part after the headset mic? What was that? You don't have to change for your men? Um, I don't know about that. Nicole, I don't know if you'll ever see this woman again. And he's like, oh, well, Nuran is not going to be a good friend for our relationship, but me and Nicole, we're in a good place. I'm not really going to say anything yet. Yet. Here's my feeling. I know maybe Nuran has some wild thoughts in Mahmoud's eyes, but if you want Nicole to stay in Egypt and be happy long term wouldn't you want her to have a friend wouldn't you think that would make her time in egypt a little easier for sure and especially noran is an egyptian woman it's not like oh nicole found another american who's like oh no don't don't say what he tells you i mean don't do what he tells you right like fuck this fuck that no she's an egyptian woman who is she said she is religious right she said she she obeys she seems to have studied the quran yeah so she said, oh, I obey by the rules that are clear, but there's nothing to st- in Quran that says, oh, you have to cover head to toe. It says you have to dress mo- modestly, well, modestly yeah. but doesn't say that you can wear a short sleeve shirt. Right. So let's, let's not bury the lead. Let's get to it because it was the most exciting part of this episode, I think. Nicole's like, I think you should meet Naran. And Mahmoud gives in and is like, all right. Doesn't I don't think this is gonna be my favorite person, but okay, if you want me to meet her, let's see what she's all about. And so they go and they meet Naran, who comes in rocking a short dress, but that's not gonna Mahmoud's not gonna let that ruin his night, okay? Because Naran is not my wife. She's free to wear what she wants. But Mahmoud, he almost questions Naran's Egyptianness. Like the first thing he says to her is, I think you're Egyptian, right? <laughs> so you should understand where I'm coming from. And it goes from zero to a hundred immediately. Yeah, he gets so annoyed so quickly with Nuran that it's it's wild. And Nuran is like, oh, yeah, you are a st- stereotypical Egyptian <laughs> man. Yeah. Classic old Cairo over mm-hmm. here. Yeah, they go back and forth. Nicole's just like sitting there just nodding like... So quickly, eyes wide open. Like, I don't know if this was a good idea, a bad idea. I don't know what I got myself into. And Naran is about to poke the bear because she's like, hey, Nicole, why don't you come to my men and women yoga class? Uh-oh. And and Mahmoud is not having it. He's like, men and women, Nicole stretching in front of men. Absolutely not. It's like, 
Dude, so yoga's not sexual, really. Oh, yoga pants are sexual, Teresa. I wear yoga don't pants even... all the time. Yoga I don't pants sexual? are extremely sexual. Really? Yoga you pants never are told like... me. I'm wearing oh. yoga pants right now. I mean, take it easy over there. <laughs> but yoga pants, I mean, yoga, I'm going to take Naran's side here and say it's the man's issue, definitely. If he's getting over overly excited at a yoga class, right? Like, no, a woman should not have to worry about, oh, is a man going to be staring at me, looking at me? If a woman feels comfortable being at a yoga class, rocking yoga pants, great. Mahmoud is basically putting on the woman to be like, no, don't you dare tempt a man like that. Yeah, they. I feel like Mahmoud needs to take it easy. Like, not everything is sexual, dude. No, but... Yoga pants are. I guess he, I guess if he ever came to the US and went to like LA or Miami with basically girls just wearing tight clothes and showing belly, belly buttons and uh-huh. boobs, I don't think he would be able to wear like jeans or anything. He would probably have to wear skirts. If you think a short sleeve t-shirt is too sexual, <laughs> yoga pants, I mean, that's basically pornography. <laughs> but all they, right i didn't know that oh yeah you think i go to yoga class for my health <laughs> you don't like my biker shorts though <laughs> those are like yo those are <laughs> those short are yoga pants god awful leave something to the imagination Teresa. <laughs> you don't like when i show my calves <laughs> when's the last time you wore biker shorts <laughs> i went them to the gym you do yeah sometimes. i'm always i'm always asleep when you yeah go. good thing I would I would whistle you back and say you better change it to some sexy yoga pants. Um, no, there is nothing sexy about biker shorts. Biker, biker shorts are short yoga pants. They're so aggressive. No, they're terrible. Um, but they start getting into an argument over scripture. Like they're debating the Quran, and it's so interesting. It's literally. It, I've watched YouTube videos. This is a this is like a Bill Maher episode. The way they're going <laughs> back and forth and dissecting the the scripture and the writings and the teachings. It's it's very intense. Here's the thing. Maybe I'm wrong and maybe I'll get shit, but I think that Naran is an educated, intelligent woman. Is I, intelligent. Is, is yeah. educated. Yeah. I think Mahmoud is a simple guy who is not educated, who grew up within his family and their values, and all he knows is what he was taught. He never looked beyond what he was taught. He never tried to study and see if that's true. All he knows is what he was taught. No, you you should not get shit for that at all because Mahmoud literally says at the end of this debate, Mahmoud's like, maybe I'm wrong, but I believe it. And it's like, ding, ding, ding. He even knows He's a little wrong. He knows his ways probably are a little old fashioned or too conservative for the times. But he goes, I believe it. Yes. And I think that's that's with every religion. Uh, No, that's not the case at all. A lot of people think their religion is 100 percent right. That's what I'm saying. I don't. He goes, maybe I'm wrong. Well, he just said it because he wanted to stop fighting. He doesn't think he's wrong because if he had even the slightest feeling that he might be wrong he would not be fighting nickel so hard all the time no because i think he's using and maybe i'll get shit for this i think he's using his religion to control nicole the way he wants to control her he's using his religion to get her to dress the way he wants act the way he wants 
and he might be going, all right, well, maybe Naran is right. Maybe the Quran doesn't say exactly what I'm saying, but I want Nicole to do these things, so I'm going to pretend it does. No, I don't think he's that smart. I think he wants Nicole to do these things because that's what he thinks she has to do. Not because he wants her to. That's what he sees. That's all his friends and families, wives do that. So he needs her to obey like that because that's all he knows. I don't think he's smart enough to be like, okay, mm, she probably could do something else. But no, like I want her. I want to control her. Like that's all he knows. I'd be interested because last episode we heard his brother come out and say like, Big fan of Casamigos, love Don Julio. I'm an Añejo guy. Sometimes can do a reposado. <laughs> like he came out and said, Muslims aren't perfect, right? But if you asked Mahmoud, I think he would say, I am perfect. So I would love for Mahmoud to say one or two things that he's done wrong. We haven't heard any, right? Have we? He's a, no, I'm perfect. I'm a saint. But Nicole is the one who's in the wrong. Nicole is the one who, who wants to take these yoga classes and wear short sleeve shirts. Tell me one thing that you've done wrong. Mahmoud. I think he thinks that he what he's doing wrong is letting Nicole run around without covering her head. Mm. I think that's already something he's like compromising on without really wanting to compromise. Yeah, you're probably right. Like when he brought her to the cafe, I was like, I don't know if men and women can be at this yeah. cafe. I'll ask. Like he, he, does, he does things that make him uncomfortable for Nicole. But it's again, it's because that's all he knows. He's not a guy who would go to Google and try to be like, hey, like, let me see, is Quran really right? Is this, can there be a loophole? It's not as the Quran right or wrong. What Naran is saying is you're misinterpreting the Quran, Mahmoud. It doesn't say anything like what you're trying to, to say to Nicole. It actually is X, Y, and Z, not A, B, C. So that's why it was so interesting is they were debating the intent or the actual words of the Quran and they were just, they were interpreting it differently. I mean, we can sit here and debate Quran and we can debate Jesus and the Bible and there are people like... And in the Torah too, Therese. Don't you leave out the Torah. And the Torah. Sure. It's like in Texas, for example, as we know, they don't sell alcohol on Sunday morning. So when you travel and when you have a layover in Texas, you cannot get a Bloody Mary at in 11. In Connecticut, they don't sell alcohol on Sunday at all. Is it because of Jesus? It's the blue laws, which I don't exactly know. Well, I think it's because of the church I think in Texas. Could be wrong. But then here it goes. Here, here it goes. There's so many photos or like paintings of Jesus drinking wine, mm. him turning water into wine. Mm. So Jesus was drinking. So don't tell me that you don't drink for Jesus. <laughs> there are all these like things you can question and find loopholes if you yeah. wanted to. Yeah. I just feel like sometimes people don't want to. They follow whatever they were told. Yeah. I mean... Yes, Therese and I are religious scholars, but I, I think we should, <laughs> we should probably move on. I think we should take a break. Okay. Let's take a quick break. We'll tell you about our sponsor for this episode, and we'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa. How are things? Things are good. I'm just talking about Jesus and wine. I feel like I should get put a glass. I really wish we had a glass, but we are. It's dry. We're staying dry. We're trying <sighs> to. Five days a week, sober. It's a struggle. It is. It, we don't do it because we have a problem, guys. We do it because we try to wake up and do some working out. And it's really hard if you drink the night before. It's so easy to find an excuse to drink. It's like, well, I drink 
yesterday. It is, but here's the thing. What's another day? I don't sleep well when I when I drink. Some it's people true. say they do. I don't. I fall asleep fast, but it's not a good sleep. It's not a good sleep. You keep getting up, having a headache. I'm thirsty. I need to pee all the time. Like, oh, there's a lot. You know what? Not to get too personal, but I've been drinking a lot of whiskey. Mm-hmm. You guys know this. I, I got into whiskey a lot. And obviously you drink less liquid. Yeah. The other night we went out to the bar. We met up with some friends. We went on a first date with some friends. We're trying, yeah, we're trying was, to make friends, guys. It was fun, right? It was a good time. And it was a brewery. So I drank beer. Mm-hmm. I woke up like five times. <laughs> did you, did I wake you up? Yeah, because then you woke me up. I'm like, oh, I need to pee too. I woke up like five times throughout the night because I had so much liquid in me. Every single time you went to pee, I went to pee. Stinks. That's what, Whiskey is so much better for so many reasons. And the one I just realized is because you don't have 126 ounces of fluid in you at the end of the night. That's very true. It was a questionable brewery, but good beer. It's very questionable. All right. Jen and Rishi. So Rishi, he's got a friend slash astrologer. Nitesh. I wonder which which comes first. Do you find an astrologer and then you hit it off and you go? Oh, I think so. We should be. We should go to this to this Indian strip club. That was That's like the same club. thing with Jenny and Summit. Summit yeah. Oh, yeah. goes to a family astrologer that they've known their whole life. Mm-hmm. So I think Nitesh is too cool with but- his like. Warby Parker sunnies, I mean sunnies, glasses. I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought this was an Indian strip club. It was an Indian strip club. It was not. No? Rishi clarified. Rishi's like, a lot of people think this is an Indian strip club. It is not. <laughs> this is a cultural dance. I mean, the way she was dancing and shaking her head, it was like me listening to System of a Down. Just like. It was pretty intense. Going like so intense. And I she loved- was like on the floor. I loved the little door she came out of. Did you see the yeah. door? I was like, what is happening here? You're right. This is not. I wish there was a strip club where they just came out of these little doors and did their thing. I, I felt it was more like a strip club because it was very personal. It's not like, Ooh, oh. Is that, well, it's the champagne room. Yeah. You're at the, <laughs> you're at the bar and there are a bunch of girls dancing like coyote, coyote ugly style on the bar. No. Mm-hmm. There's one girl comes to the room, two guys. She's like on the floor, off the floor. It's called a private dance too. Yeah. So you call it what you want, Rishi. I'm going to call it. I'll call it whatever you want. I don't want to get in trouble. I'll call it the Indian strip club. Uh, give me, give me <laughs> some shit. strip though. That's the that's thing. That's very true. It was the Indian dance. It was closet the, club. It was the Indian cultural club. Okay. Would you allow me to go? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So <laughs> I'll the, go too. Uh, you come on. Um, they start talking about Jen, how she got her 10-year visa reinstated, and she's arriving tomorrow. And so Natasha's like, all right, wow, that's amazing. Have you told your family yet? And Rishi's like, no, that's why we're at this cultural club. I need you to tell me a good date to drop the bomb on my parents. Well, apparently it's August 2nd, which is 50 days away. Oh, boy. Which is... Longer than he promised Jen yes. to do this, but... So he knows. And even in August 2nd, it's still not a good day, according to Natash. But it's like the same with Summit, Summit and I <laughs> Summit. I can Summit and Jenny, same thing. They told him, hey, this might be the best day, but not the best day. They did it. They're still together, so... A real man makes his own luck. Billy Zane, Titanic. Really? Well, it's an office quote. But, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Natasha's like, well, 
Uh, if you have to find a day in the near future, I guess August 2nd around 4 p.m. would be the time. But, like, honestly, I'm looking through the calendar here. It's not good for years. I think Nitesh knows that she probably bangs a lot of girls. So he's like, dude, yeah. never, never is a good time. And the stars know it. Yeah. So, okay. We get Jen landing in Jaipur. Okay. So why did she land in Jaipur this time? But last time she landed somewhere else and took a six out of cab ride. Yeah. Jaipur planning on her part. <laughs> um, I think I, probably. I'm like, what? production saw what she did last time. I was like, lady, let let us handle it this time. Yeah, I was like, what? Are you serious? Okay, well, she's there, <laughs> and she's like thinking about Rishi hitting on the Randy. It's disgusting. Yeah, she's getting all worked up. She said that I had the entire trip to get worked up, to think about Randy and Rishi and the pictures and the conversations. So she's all fired up. She shouldn't be because Randy said she was a model and Let's be honest. Randy's a hoe. So Rishi's setting up the apartment, getting ready for Jen. He's doing a better job this time. Yeah, he got some blankets, some mugs. Toilet a welcome, paper, I'm sure. Yeah, a welcome mat. Did you see Jen, the taxi she rolled up in? It just said tourist across the front. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, oh, that's pretty comical. So she gets out of the tourist taxi and they start making out immediately and so she forgets about being mad at him over randy as soon as i saw that smile and that hair i just couldn't keep my lips off him this was literally the same scene as the first time she arrived he's same outside exact. the apartment holding a bouquet same thing that's why i didn't understand the tour i was like you were just here a few months ago because he enhanced the apartment uh, so does, does that require an all-new tour it should just be like look well, blankets i want to know it, it seemed very strange to me that there was this yeah. whole other... I didn't find it strange. He's telling her, like, look, I stepped up. Look what I've done for you. What it was is, let me let me butter Jen up before I tell her that we're not having this conversation with my family until August. And he doesn't even know that Jen has her own agenda. <sighs> so he's like, okay, well, we've traveled a lot. You look tired. You probably smell. How about we go to some oil drip therapy? Thoughts on oil drip therapy? I like it. Mm. You don't think so? I think it'd be very good for my hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, you know, I don't like massages in general. Because you haven't tried it yet. I don't like the massage. And then I don't know if I like oil being dripped on me. I think I would try it. Try anything once. Yeah. But uh, I think I would start. I would do... um like a hot stone massage? My mom likes those. I think to me that seems enjoyable. You're one with nature. It's a stone. It's warm. But it's like, how do you even know it's a stone? You don't even see the stone. How do you know what oil this is? That's the other question is what kind of oil is this? Is this old vegetable oil that they took from <laughs> Samit's restaurant? Like what kind of oil is this? I don't know. I would hope it's an olive oil. Am I right? I don't know if that's good for you. I think it is. Extra virgin. Yeah. Um, so cut to this drip massage. They got to strip down for, and since Jen and Rishi haven't been intimate in a while, it's awfully tempting when you see him in his towel. All right. Let me, let me, okay. Does Rishi Photoshop his photos? Because <laughs> that, that bot definitely isn't what he sends to all the ladies. The best part is Jen throwing shade at the dad bod too when she's like, you know, it's 
definitely tempting seeing him in his towel. Not that he's ripped or anything, <laughs> but he's an attractive man. Which makes me think, like, has he ever been ripped? Because she she's not surprised. She doesn't say, like, oh, oh, yeah, he, he's not ripped. But she's like, yeah, he's not ripped. It's like, oh, she knows. But Rishi keeps sending all these, like, ripped photos to ladies, posting it on social media. So, I mean, what's up with that? Quarantine was a thing. He's a personal trainer. If anyone should snap back, that should be Rishi. That's true. Well, here's what I would say. It's usually a good sign when your partner gains a little weight. It means they're comfortable with you. They're comfortable in the relationship. They're not out trying to find. I don't buy that. That's BS. That's what people say to make themselves feel good about them being snackers and like forgetting to... To just, let's say if you're used to working out and you just kind of let it go, then you're like, oh, I'm in a relationship. That's okay. It's like, no, that's, it's okay, but don't make it an excuse. See, I I buy it. I don't buy the opposite argument, which is, oh, if your partner starts working out, oh, you better watch out. They're probably cheating on you. It's like, well, no, you could want to look good for your partner. I honestly, obviously I want to look good for you, but I work out for my mental health. Mm, emphasis on the men. <laughs> <laughs> it's just without working out, I don't feel good about like eating certain things. Sure. And this is a whole other thing, but it's like me hitting the gym a few times a week just makes me feel good about myself. And then if John and I have a pizza night or I eat a ginormous burrito and chips, I'm okay. I'm in peace with myself. Yeah, it's it's that. It's also a great stress reliever. It is, yeah. Um. So, okay. They finish the massage. Jen starts prodding. She's like, so, while we're bearing it all, I have a question for you. Do you get a lot of girls contacting you on social media? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's happened since I've been doing some modeling. And, you know, I'll reply back. We're just social media friends. Well, do you arrange to meet with them and stuff? No, it's just general messages. So I just give them a reply, nothing more. I was impressed with this level of honesty, the fact that he's like, I reply. Well, that I was- think she knows. Okay, so you just you just reply, nothing more. Is that your final answer? yeah well rishi i happen to know you replied to someone and you were arranging a meetup with them he's like no i didn't he just he keeps playing (laughs) dumb his response no all literally all he said was no (laughs) (laughs) he knows he's caught he keeps playing dumb and then she's like do you want me to show you like let me see that here you send this photo and and in a towel he's like oh like that's what I said automatically when like someone messages me. Really? If I was Rishi, I would say, let me see that. That's not me. Look at that. Got, that guy's got abs. That's not me. Look at me. There's two different people. That would be a good way out. But, <laughs> but apparently Rishi, besides sending the photo and planning to meet up, also said, oh, why didn't you call me? I do not remember that. I don't. I don't remember that. Dude. So... Rishi's a little bit caught, and Jen tells the camera, if he doesn't think there's anything wrong with this, this could be the end of things. Well, here's the, here's the thing. He seems to really want Jen, really love Jen, trying to do all these things, going against what's expected of him, right? If he does have all these girls, why why Jen? Like, if you can't have any girl, 
why Jen? So then kind of, I'm like, why, why would you do this if you want to be with her? Because she was already back home. All you should have said was like, hey, we shouldn't continue. My mom really wants me to do an arranged marriage. But that's exactly it. She was back home. So in his mind, is he thinking she's not going to get her visa approved? She's going to decide she doesn't want to come back here. I'm not saying he's playing the field. I'm just saying there are reasons. They're not married. There are reasons for this man to think she might not return or she might not want to move here. And so, sure, if a cute girl slides into my DMs, why not send him back one of my headshots? I also wonder, do we know what photos Randy sent? Did Randy send her actual photos or did she send some catfishing photos? I don't think she sent a photo. I think Hmm. she was just talking. Hmm. A lot of questions. But look, he was honest. He gets girls sliding sliding into his DMs. He responds. Not that honest. Well, not that honest. Not completely honest. But Jen is not happy. And this conversation isn't over. It's over for now. But we saw TBD on the next episode. I have a hard time, and, and maybe I'm blanking on seeing the actual text. I have a hard time believing Rishi tried to set up a meeting with Randy. Or maybe he's one of those guys that I hope you're not, but like if a girl flirts with you, you flirt back without really meaning it. Yeah, but saying, oh, let's meet up. Well, if because Randy was saying she's in Jaipur. True. I think Randy said, do you want to meet up? And I think he said, yes. True. And as I said, whatever episode, I feel like she played it. She said that she was a model or something. Yeah. I feel like she was trying to play it as a business meeting. Like, oh, we should meet up. We should talk modeling. I have representation. I can represent you. I feel like there was a business angle to it. I don't know. The fact that she said she's a model, she's trying to connect on a, on a level more than just, oh, I think you're hot. Let's, let's meet up. There was clearly some professional. Well, she was trying to connect on any, any level so she can prove Jen wrong. Yeah. Let's see. Let's well, see. Theresa. Who's next on the list? Is it Isabel and Gabe? I got Isabel and Gabe next. I have these like weird mixed feelings about what Gabe was talking about on this, on Me this too. episode. I don't know how, how deep you want to go into it, but uh, I also have some, some thoughts. So Isabel's dad wanted to work out with Gabe in the park and get a chance to talk to him one-on-one. Well, dad basically wants to know when was the moment that you decided to change. Like, how did it happen? So Gabe is explaining his whole life to him, how he basically was a male trapped in a female body with boobs. Mm-hmm. And how, which I, I get that. I I don't, I cannot, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around it, how you actually feel because what, I've never felt this way. boobs? No, (laughs) being trapped in a different body because I don't feel this way, right? But I I, I can understand what he's saying. But then he got kind of dark. I hated it so much. You were a woman. I get it. It wasn't you, but you didn't have to hate yourself. Like, again, I might get shit for this. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far because you can't put yourself in their shoes. And I said it. I cannot. I just felt like... And it's it's sad because he said, well, I just wanted to kill or die or kill myself every single day. Yeah. See, see I, I felt compassion when he said that. The part that had me scratching my head and going, well, I don't know if that totally checks out is when he was saying, I never felt like a girl. I never liked dresses. I always hang out with boys and played sports. I'm like, 
that doesn't make you a guy, right? There's plenty of there's plenty of girls who play sports and don't I was wear just dresses. gonna say. I hated dresses when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, most of my friends were dudes. I didn't play soccer or anything like that. Oh, uh, I wasn't like, I'm not big on sports still nowadays. But like you made my bestie from my childhood. It was a guy. I had mm -hmm. a bunch of other guy friends. Yeah. Just like I grew up hanging out with guys. I grew up hating dresses that my mom kept making for me. But then I grew out of it. I got older. I was like, oh, hell yeah. But that was how I felt, right? Because I don't feel how Gabe felt. I feel good in my own body. So it's like, I sympathize with him, but at the same time, I feel like he, you didn't have to hate yourself. Like, And again, when he started saying, oh, I wanted to kill myself, I'm like, well, okay, you could be suicidal, independent of being trans. Yeah. So I don't, I don't ever want to question someone in, in that sense and say like, oh, you shouldn't feel depressed you shouldn't feel like you want to kill no, like, that's not that's, what i'm saying but my only question was like i don't know if if your benchmark for feeling like you're the wrong sex is that you don't want to wear dresses well i on to be honest i just don't think that it's easy to really explain it it's just how you feel i know and that's but, why i wish them, i just i want to be able to wrap my head around it more like i'm totally i totally if gabe's like yeah I, i'm i always felt like a woman like you can never feel it or like understand it fully because you never felt someone this way. explained it and i don't know who it was it wasn't on a reality show or something someone explained it and i was like oh that makes complete sense and i wish i could remember the explanation i think it was one of our friends who messaged us no Mm, we had no. a friend messaged us. It was on a podcast or a different, like a documentary or something. I was like, oh, I've never heard it explained that way. And that makes complete sense. But to me, it gave, and it's not on it. It's not on other people to explain it so that we understand. But just his explanation, I was going, I've heard it explained differently in a way that resonated with me more. Yeah. Um, but again, it's not it's not on anyone to make us. I feel bad that he keeps explaining it because the dad keeps asking. And but I also get that dad is trying to understand because it's something that he didn't know before. Right. Yeah. Something he just learned. So it's like I, I feel for both. Between this and the Quran debate, it was a kind of a heavy episode. Yes. But that is like. My faith in God helped me understand Gabe's situation. And uh, he believes if all everyone talks to God, that they can understand LGBTI. It's very positive. They hug it out and they're good. Yeah. And this gives Gabe the idea of, all right, now is the time to ask for Isabella's hand. And so he does. And dad's response at first, I was like, oh, this is not going well. He was basically like, oh, come on, man. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just getting comfortable with this news. Now you're springing more news on me. He goes, I'm speechless. But then he goes, I think it's great. I want Isabel to settle down. So if you two decide to get married, I'll be very happy. I think it's fine because they've been dating for a while. It's just, they didn't know that he, he was a woman, but as dad said, he accepts him for who he is. So it's not like, oh, they just met this dude and he's asking them to marry their daughter, right? Sure. They've, they've known him. They've seen him. They're a family. So it wasn't that crazy. Maybe a little too like, oh, too much is going on. But at the same time, not really. No, no. If 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 he accepted Gabe yeah. Previous to this news, then you would hope, oh, that doesn't change anything. Absolutely. And, and, and so it was it C. It was C. C, C, C. What? 
So he can marry Isabel. Oh, C means yes in Spanish. You're speaking Spanish. Mm-hmm. Look at you trilingual over there. <laughs> so, okay. Speaking of all that's left to do is propose. All that's left to do is propose. And so we go to this pottery studio. Again. Gabe told Isabel, I want to do a date night at the pottery studio. And if you've ever done pottery, if you've ever taken a pottery class, if you've ever hit the wheel before, the last thing you're going to want to slide on your hand after pottery class is a new engagement ring. Well, if you wash your hands, it's fine. You got a really. Yeah. I mean, I found clay on me for two weeks after that class. <laughs> and so I think there was a little, a little bit of fraud going on here with, with how clean Isabel's hands were after this pottery well, class. Well, you can wash them well. Wash them well. Um, so they go through the class. They were a couple of naturals in this. They were very, very good at pottery. That, okay, that was a very different party than we did. There was a mold that they put the, the what was it, a plant pot in, and they just kind of made the hole with a machine. They didn't mm. use their hands at all. They they didn't have to round no, the no. and bring it down? No. Cheaters. So, okay, they finish up, and then Gabe's like, hey, sir, grab the plates that the kids made for Isabel. Bring them out. And so... Isabel sees the plates and then he's like, oh, grab the plate I made. And so <laughs> brings it out. Isabel reads the plate. And while she's reading the plate, Gabe gets down on his knee and reads his proposal. Okay. Why is his Spanish so bad all of a sudden? Why didn't he practice a little more or something? He sounded like, it sounded like me reading Spanish. Yeah. Uh, he can speak Spanish. Maybe, you know, Maybe he's not that great at it just yet, but he's having conversations. How come this was so bad? Well, that's how I felt when he was talking to Isabel's dad, because they would go back and forth using the translator. But sometimes they would use it, sometimes they wouldn't. And I was like, okay, I get it. It's a intricate subject. They want to be able to speak freely. But this was like... Me reading This Spanish. was like she had taken two classes on Duolingo mm-hmm. and was just trying to wing it. Yes, but Isabel loved it. She also said C. Oh, S-I. S-I, C. Got it, Sports Illustrated. Um, (laughs) What I like is that they're going to have this plate as a memento. Yes. This is always going to forever be like, this is the plate, the the proposal plate. We have the love glass. We have the love glass, and the plate can be the ring holder. It's Ah, important to have a ring holder. At the wedding. No, at home. Oh, at home. Got it. I think, man, like, on the day they're holding the rings, you take the rings and... Did we have that? It was called My Best Man. He was okay. the ring holder. Okay. But yes, no, you're right. At home, you got to have a little... You have to have a to... designated place for your rings. Otherwise, you're going to misplace them. Yeah. And so she says, yes, she's loving it. Gabe says, I asked your dad and your kids. And that went over super well. So Isabel is just blown away. So happy everyone blessed this proposal. Yes, but we saw the previews and it's... Uh, Oof, I feel bad. I feel bad. I don't know if you watch. I wasn't watching. It's uh, so in the previews, the lady was asking Gabe to show her his birth certificate, showing that he's a male. Oh, yeah. That doesn't exist. You cannot change your birth certificate. Was it showing that you're male or showing you're female? Well, he was born as a female. I know, but I think it was showing me. He said, I think I lost all my birth certificates or something. No, no. The lady was saying, I need to see your birth certificate showing that you're a male. But that was in the previews. Obviously, it's been edited, so let's see. But he said he, yeah. C-S-I or S-E? 
S E E. Okay, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll see. S E E. Okay. <laughs> let's go to Chris and Jamie. All right. It's the day after the wedding. And things are just, they're not going great because Chris had promised Jamie she'd cover the bills, but she ran into some money trouble. The bank apparently froze her account because the bank thought someone stole her identity. All she needs to do is call. Yes. For for all of her problems, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all she needs to do is call. But she's been trying, she's been trying to get out of there. Since she landed. Mm-hmm. First it was the rare motorcycle. And now that excuse didn't work. So now she's trying another. She's, and then finally it's just, you know what? I need my medication. Okay? If you have to ask, I need drugs. So I'm going home for drugs. Well, here's the thing. I think she's broke. I yeah. think she's no money. And Jamie doesn't work. So they have this apartment with some money paying for it. And she's like, oh, shit. Well, now bank froze her account. Please, like she ran out of money. That's why she, I think the rare motorcycle is something she's trying to sell. But how does buying a thousand dollar plane ticket help if you have no money? Well, I don't know. I don't know. They're trying to start a business to get to get money. Money. Because she said, "Oh, I thought I can just we can just live off of my bank account or what I make on like renting houses in Alabama," but. Oh, the bank froze my my bank account. Well, that's an easy fix, dude. Yeah, you don't called. have to fly to Alabama or start a food truck. I think they don't have money. Yeah, I mean, Chris is definitely not great with money. We've seen no. where she spends it, which is on meth. knives. <laughs> on what? I said meth, but yeah. okay. <laughs> um, but okay, so they're going to start a, a business. They're going to start a food truck. Can you just start a food truck? They're like, well, we both love cooking. It's like, that doesn't mean you can be a professional cook. I feel like you can try Venezuelan slash American food. I like the idea, like the mix of that would be probably fun. But okay, I love to cook. I'm a decent cook. Could I start a food truck? No. No. Also, if you have so much neck and back pain, do you Mm -hmm. really want to be standing up in a food truck all day? Oh, yeah. This doesn't seem like a great option, but they're going to go check out some potential food trucks. To purchase. Yes. So the first one is like a small, little, small food truck. It's a starter food truck. Yeah. 45 miles, 45,000 miles on it. And it costs $10,000. Not bad. Not bad. But let's see a few others before we make any decisions. Like the zombie bus that also has the restaurant on the inside. Oh, this is thing. Well, this is a haunted house on wheels. Like I would not eat in there. But it's got a lot of weapons. Which Chris loves. Oh my gosh, a zombie sticking out of it. The squeals on wheels is what I would call this thing. This was terrifying. And it's $20,000. Yeah. Which is more than Chris thought. I can see it being cool, but there are just three tables on the inside. Like, I don't know. What do you serve? Zombie inspired cuisine? Well, I think they would need to give it a little makeover. I don't think you can do a zombie cuisine. Yeah. Well, why does this Venezuelan American... Food truck have guns. And I knives. don't know. Uh, it was a it was a little. But because crazy. here you go again, because of the money, Chris is getting cold feet, thinking mm, it's too expensive, it's more than I thought. Mm, maybe like, can we do it? Like I'm telling you, she's broke. She needs drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and that, yeah. Yes. And she's trying to find a way to make money, but. You need to invest to make money. And she's like, 
she's just doing the math how how many pills she can get for twenty thousand dollars and it's a lot there was a moment though where i go oh she's actually not a bad businesswoman because she was saying well it's twenty thousand dollars we need to figure out what we're going to serve so we can figure out the menu prices and how much ingredients are going to cost like she was actually making sense for a second for a second but then yeah she they abandoned that and are like well we'll we'll figure it out we'll talk more later but then we see the next scene she's packing to go home and she has that ridiculous thing on her head again what was it it's like a sock if you cut the top of your like the bottom of your sock oh it's is why prison chris (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's horrible but anyways it's her she's packing because she's going back to alabama to get meds which someone could just mail her no she said it's she said she needs like a refill prescription they don't have it or they can't give it to her they don't have it in colombia but you could get it mailed to you i guess mom can mail it i don't want to don't out me i don't out you but you've had medication mailed to you from the czech republic yeah i guess maybe it's easier from a foreign country to america than america to a foreign country but I don't think so. I think it's easier from America to a foreign country. Yeah, but you need a doctor to prescribe it so you can get it and send it. And maybe the doctor's going to be like, well, I'm not going to prescribe it if I don't mm. see you. I don't know. But this seems like a very expensive way to get a, a refill True. on your medication. Um, so, okay. So the, the best decision, I guess, go to Alabama for a little and then return. Here's the scary part. Chris only bought a one-way ticket. Saying, oh, the longest it'll be two weeks. Why don't you just get a round trip for two weeks? Because what if she gets all of her problems resolved in four days and she wants to get back quicker? I actually didn't think this was the worst plan. Well, What if if she can't get it done in two weeks? And now I thought this was actually smart. The thing that I laughed at was she was like, well, you know, I'm going to come back because I'm leaving this keychain with you or like whatever she gave to James. She's like. You know how important this keychain is to me. Like, so you know I'm going to come back for it. Well, she's she, she's going home for money. So she's like, well, I need to talk to the bank. I think she's going to rob the bank <laughs> and then come back as soon as she can. That's the question. Did she pack her knife? If she took her knife with her, she <laughs> might not be coming back. If she left her new her new bow knife in Colombia, she'll probably be back. Poor Jamie. She's upset. She's like, if you're not coming back, I'll sell all your clothes. And I'm like, well, you could probably make zero money because who's going to wear that? So that's it. I mean, they get to the airport. Jamie's in full tears. And I I don't understand this I think she loves her. I don't understand this love. It's very concerning. Very concerning. But very entertaining. Ooh. Speaking of entertaining, Debbie and Usama. They're going to this poetry reading at an international cafe. So it's in English. It's literally... All the Moroccan hipsters are there. We don't have anything like this in Georgia. There sure are a lot of young people here, Osama. Is this a younger people place? <laughs> um, yeah, all the all the poets were doing their poetry in English, and Debbie, Debbie was loved it. Loved it. Getting very <laughs> inspired. Well, I love her creative soul because I always forget she's a painter, and she's yes. very creative. And she when she brings it up, I'm like. Yes, like you live in your own little world and I see that you share the world with Usama, but she's so creative and so inspired by others. Like I actually enjoy that. No, she she seems like a, a free spirit. Yeah, she um, oh she is. 
So yeah, a couple poets take to the stage and then Osama hits the stage with definitely the worst poem of the night. He did, but he's like, I'm going to read this poem about my fiance, Debbie. And Debbie loves it. She's like, that's my Osama. He's <laughs> not ashamed of me. It's like, I guess not. I'm feeling like I had a shot of cognac, Osama. I'm very weak. But I think uh, all these people are just like, woo, woo. And I was like, clapping hard. I can't even clap because I'm holding a mic. Clap for me, please. I'm oh, holding you're holding a mic, mic too. too. Hold on. You do. You should snap at a poetry reading like that. Snatched. Snatched. But yeah, like people loved his poem. There was still no affection, though. We're ten episodes in. There's still no smooch on the cheek, even right. I don't think we see it, but I don't know. This was this big show of love. He announced, "This is my fiance. I'm going to read this poem about the sun setting into the sea and my dark world. My poems are dancing." Uh, but not a, not a smooch. I used to write poems about my dog. <laughs> about your dog? I would love, this would be a great time for you to recite one. Do you remember anything? Uh, a line. Uh, a line even. Oh. Uh, it was probably in check, right? It is in check, yeah. Give us a line about your pets. Oh. <laughs> I don't even remember. My parents, they have all my poem diaries. You definitely remember. I can see it in your eyes. You remember. Uh, a title even. It was all about my dog. My dog's name was Ida. Of course. Oh, I I can't think of anything right now. Really? Well, I'm thinking, but I feel like you. I feel like you do have a line or a theme, maybe, maybe like the overarching idea of the poem. I don't. I really don't remember. Really? No. So forgettable, Ida. And I, then I, I also made one song. It was about a, a random grandmother selling cakes. Let's hear a little bit of that. I can't. No, I can't. this I one you to, can do. This I one you have. can do. You need me to like beatbox or something? <laughs> what do you need from me so that we can hear this song? I can, guys. Come on. Uh, I'm just going to tell you the title. It was called Babka Kolachova. Do you know it? Uh, no, no. Can we put it on song. the Patreon? Maybe. <laughs> I really want to hear it. Okay, give us a little bit. Oh, get me drunk. Give us a little bit. No, I can't. It's a, it's a very personal thing. I, it's something I created when I was a kid and I performed it everywhere. You understand. Hmm? If, if you recite this in Czech, maybe two people will understand. Yes, but I don't want to re- recite it wrong. If I'm going to do it, I want to do it the right way. Okay, that's a true artist. Mm-hmm, All right, mm-hmm. you're not, not just going to phone it in. All right. All right. Maybe on the on the Patreon, on the if my Patreon. parents can send me my notes. Okay. All right. Let's. Is this our last couple? Yes. All right. Daniel and Johan. We're going long today. So last couple. We pick up where we left off. Danielle wants to meet with her ex boyfriend in the dr. Okay. This is uh, this is all I'm going to say. I'm thinking Johan all the way because Danielle wants to meet her ex with Johan on their one-year anniversary. What a way to celebrate. <laughs> wait, wait, uh, she wants to meet today? Yeah. Oh. I think so. I think she's trying right. to meet today. So it's the one-year anniversary and, uh, oh, happy one year, Johan. How about you're going to meet my ex-boyfriend, the one I banged all the time when I lived back in New York? Oh, oh, the place you want to live in, but I'm not taking you there. Yeah, I'm definitely team Johan. I was not Team Yon when he wanted to drive after a couple of yeah he was he was upset which cervezas. is 
that's the wrong attitude. But I think I think what he was trying to do, and I feel for him, but he shouldn't have driven and he didn't. He felt like, okay, I need to feel like a man because she's just calling the shots, going to meet her ex, sure. right? I need to do something manly. Like I want to drive, yeah. The tactic Danielle took to keep him from driving is a tactic most people cannot do because she's most people tiny. most people are not fun-sized. Yeah, she just jumps onto his lap yeah. and sits on his lap while he's in the driver's seat. And yes, if you're above... Five two. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could make that work, but it works. Johan finally gives in, gives her the keys. He gets in to the passenger seat, and they're just driving. And he's like, "Well, what happens now? Where do we go from here?" And Daniel asks, "What would the consequence be?" Like she's still like pushing his buttons. Yeah. What would the consequences be if I did hang out? And she doesn't even call him. And and I'm torn here on on what the proper nomenclature is she calls him her friend yeah what if i did see my friend it's like either use his name or say x like you're yeah. trying to bury mm-hmm, you're trying mm-hmm. to you're trying to soften the blow it's like he's, is he really your friend he's your ex i guess yes but johan is like well it'll be a surprise it will not be good though yeah and i feel bad because i almost feel like he didn't think of it just happening to him right now. So he he doesn't even know how he feels about it, but sure. he just knows he doesn't like it. Yeah. And so that he's should be trying, enough. Yeah. Respect your husband. Respect your partner. Respect but your spouse. she doesn't respect him at all, please. She's like doing whatever she wants. And he's just, he is, like people many times judge foreigners for coming here and using Americans for a green card. And there are some mm-hmm. that they do, right? She definitely, I'm sure she likes Johan. He's tall and handsome, but yeah. she wanted to move to the DR. She's using Johan for a yeah. beach pass. Yeah, that's literally. Yeah. So that's it. Nothing too juicy. No, I need some segment. more juice from them. Yeah, some juice. Yeah. So much juice on Love and Paradise from them. Right? It's been a little drier. Yeah. On the other way. It w- but it's okay. There's so much juice from everyone else. Oh, my gosh. This is just a little... So good. This is so a, good. A, a lukewarm storyline. All right. That's it. What an episode. Follow us on Instagram, at MarriedThrealityPod. You can message us. Check out the memes that we post once in a while. Mm-hmm. Share some updates, some scheduling. Also, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash MarriedThreality. We got Darcy and Stacey. We're closing that season out this week, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> But we got Seeking Brother Husband, which is quite the show. And then Love in Paradise Season 3, I believe it is, is coming to the Patreon. So patreon.com slash married to reality. It's the Cousins Club and Family Affair levels that Mm -hmm. get those extra bonuses. The Friends with Benefits, well, they get all the fun of the behind the scenes. We just posted a picture of me spanking Therese's behind with a pamlaska. Speaking of happy check Easter yeah, because it's an Easter Monday. Celebrate check Easter. And uh, all levels starting at the Friends with Benefit, the lowest level, is ad-free. Yes. So uh, housekeeping free, ad-free. So if you just if you just want the meat of the episode without all that other nonsense, get on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Married to Reality. Um, make sure you follow the podcast. The one you're listening to right now, it's so easy to do. Look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hard as the beautiful review we got from H. Mm, H something, something, something. Thank you, H-E-I-S-B-A-J-G-D-S. Shout do out to the Do you want to reread the review? 
Um, the review, I would, yeah, let's let's, let's, read it. let's hit it again. Let's hit it for our friends who skipped the beginning. Five stars. I love you guys. Best podcast for recapping Yay. maths. Love when Teresa shares personal stories. Yay. I too am a European woman married to an American guy, mm-hmm. so I relate to the relationship dynamic. Love hearing both viewpoints. I hope you continue this podcast even after the show is over, of course. I uh, just love hearing a smart girl and guy discussing. Yeah. Is it smart girl and then the smart guy is implied? Or is it I love hearing a smart girl and a guy discussing <laughs> topics? I think it's we're both smart. Okay. I love all about that. I love how honest, open, and funny you guys are. So entertaining. Well, thank you. A little too open sometimes. Thank you. Very open. Open book. All right. That is it. I've said it all. Have you said it all? Ugh. Too much. Always. Classic. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.